Is that, am I here right now? Boom. Okay. Anytime? Yeah, whenever you're ready. All right. This is Raven no, Lightholm. Oh, fuck. No, right. no, go ahead. Ready? This is Raven Lightholm, and you're listening to the Massacast, which is intended for adults 18 or over. Hey, thanks for downloading another episode. Uh, I got a couple things to cover in this episode. Uh, first of all, uh, it's about a year from now, about a year from now, when uh, next June, when Saad and I uh, will, as long as she doesn't change her mind, be going on our honeymoon. What we what we're hoping to do, if we can, we're in we're in uh, penny pinching mode for the next year. We want to save every penny we can uh, because we'd like to do a European honeymoon for like a week and a half, uh, starting in uh, Oslo. Hopefully, if we don't have as much money, we'd start in like Amsterdam and then work our way, you know, down through Germany. Paris, you know, Italy. We want, we want to just make a huge tour. We'll get a URL pass and just go nuts. What we need from you is uh, suggestions on places to go because we not only just want... I mean, obviously, we're going to go to Paris. Obviously, we're going to go to Rome. Obviously, we're going to go to Berlin. But what we would really like is suggestions of kinky places to check out, whether it's uh, a, a party that happens, a, a huge event... Or if it's, you know, a club, we need suggestions from you. Because obviously I can Google them, but you, you really can't tell uh, the quality of a place uh, just by Googling it. Uh, so we'd love to hear your suggestions. Places in Europe that are kinky, that are kick-ass, and just awesome. That would make for a good uh, uh, honeymoon for two kinky people. So uh, you can email me, uh, massacast at gmail.com. You can also... Uh, find me on FetLife under Massacast. This episode is a friend of the show, Mistress Alex. Now, she's been on the show plenty of times. Not enough, but many times. But we've, I've only interviewed her once. And someone who is such an integral part of the show and has so much to say, uh, I sat down with her recently again and uh, recorded this episode. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. It goes without saying. Uh, how are you? Are you good? I feel pretty good, yeah. I feel very relaxed. I'm a little sleepy today. It's Sunday. Well, last night we were at a party last night. We were. And um, uh, it was you, Natasha, friend of the show, Natasha Gornick. Gornick. Uh, our friend M. we're not going to use her name because we haven't had permission to it. Uh, Saad, Veronica, I said Veronica, you... Who else was there? Oh, Mona, who's been on the show? Mona, yeah. We should have recorded that party last night. I feel like we should walk around recording ourselves all the time just for as like public service because people would, you know, everybody should hear every single thing that always comes out of our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like, I know you agree with me. But... I, I do, actually. It's, uh, <laughs> not, okay. Not everything that comes out of, not everything that comes out of my mouth, but Okay, Almost, my oh, mouth then. Anytime that when I said R, I meant the royal. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I meant. Both of your personalities, but any, okay. Anytime, anytime we're in a social situation, invariably something happens. Yeah. That's incredibly funny. It's and, a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but so we were out a little late, and there was hilarity, and hilarity can be exhausting. So we're relaxing today. Well, I am. You were running around like a banshee doing a bunch of shit. I am? When I first saw you a few minutes ago, or whenever that was, you were just shaking, vibrating with all the fucking I Well, this is nice, because this is my relaxing time now in my day, because today okay. has been just absolutely hectic. Yeah. Beautiful day, too. You said something yesterday, and I was thinking, like, well, and I was asking a bunch of friends, too, like, oh, questions for Alex, and... 
the, the thing is, is that for those people who know you, you don't leave a lot. There's not a lot of question marks about you if someone knows you personally. Yeah. You're pretty much out there. I like to be pretty transparent. But yeah, it's it's when I know you, not necessarily the general public. Right. I kind of meter that information out maybe. Like the slow revelation is always. Well, and it's because of that that there's a few, you know, it's it's hard for your friends to think of questions because they already know, you know. <laughs> to think of something from they a listener's perspective. They think they know everything. They think, they think, you know, <laughs> A guaranteed once a year or twice a year, they'll be like, what? Like, for example, what did you find out last night that you were surprised? I found about? out last night that you are a huge Johnny Carson fan. That's correct. Like, so That huge. is correct, sir. Yes. You are. You are Erexa. Uh, you are. Where does this come from? Johnny Carson fan. This was not my originally going to be my first one of the first highlights person. of my childhood. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Right. You're not going to go. There might be more detail that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> so if someone wants to get you a nice gift, they should give you some rare Johnny Carson it's stuff. It's very hard to find also. I mean, they could. They could try, but it's very hard to find. Yeah, you can find like You can find clips. Yeah, compilations and clips, but you can't find full episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But my original first question. Yeah. Uh, was based on one of your tweets uh, yesterday. Here's your, tw- your tweet. Hmm. Test. Retest results suggest LA bitches are good at being punch fucked. I'm so clever. What is my Twitter handle? You're such a jerk. You're gonna mention my tweet. You don't tell people what my Twitter handle is. It's Mr. Salex NYC. Yeah, well, right. whatever. Sometimes people don't know. There's stuff a like link that. on on the Massacre's website. Okay, okay. But this this started a big thing between Sod and myself. I don't think there is one idea. But go ahead, finish your sentence. I thought you were referring to uh, you're like fucking someone from behind and yeah. you punch him in the back of the head. Uh, no. Saad says, no, that's a donkey punch. That's, she's correct, yeah. She is correct. <laughs> she, yeah. Will you define what donkey punch is, and I'll see if it's the same as Saad's. No, or but like, I wasn't talking. Like punch, punch, fuck. punch fucking is when you punch someone in an orifice, like in a fuckhole. So it could be um, ass fuckhole or pussy fuckhole. I mean, you punch someone in the face fuckhole, you just give them a knuckle sandwich, but like whatever. I guess you'd call that punch fucking too. I have put my fist inside someone's mouth, actually, which is not very many people can do that, but that's not punch fucking. Not because pretty. you have giant hands, it's just that, I have really, people. like, I actually have, yeah, I have, I have, I have normal hands. I have normalish hands. Right. I have really beautiful hands, but. So. Punch fucking is, yeah, so gen- generally, so like it's ass or pussy, pretty much. And, um,. It's, you know, do you know what fisting is? <laughs> yes. So, However, all right. people who don't. Okay, so let's correlate this. Like, fisting has a fist, right? Mm-hmm. So does punch fucking, right? Because punching, usually when you punch something, it's with a fist, right? I'm going to get very specific here right. for those at home who don't know and in the room. And so... The difference between fisting is so it's similar to fisting because there's a fist involved and it's going in a fuck hole. The difference is that with, okay, with fisting, you start with straight fingers and like, you know, you can imagine me here. I'm going to hold my fingers up to the microphone. Listen carefully. So you start with one. Here's one. Right. And then you, you put another one and it's just like finger banging, except you put all your fingers in like in like a conical shape and then you slide your hand in and if you can get in past the knuckle which is the biggest part then you ball your fist slowly and and then the ass or pussy sucks up your fist and then you have fisted someone punch fucking you do 
you just start with your fist in a fist, and you just punch them in a the fuck hole, and then suddenly you're you're fuck you're fucking that. You but the end result is the same, except that oftentimes you'll repeat the process with punch fucking. Now listen to me. I'm going to say something very important, <laughs> all of you, and you as well. Yes. I like the way you you make a listening face. <laughs> um. You don't really, you never want to just punch, fuck. first of all, you want consent with any of these activities. You don't want to like rape punch fuck somebody unless it's a rape punch fuck scene that you've consented to previously. Right. So um, I feel like you should just say these things out no, loud. No, you should because there is right? someone out there. Who's... I like to talk about consent whenever possible. So um, with punch fucking though, this is, this only happens with someone extremely experienced. Also, I would never do it cold. And also I wouldn't try to like, for example, punch up through their torso and out their mouth, I would, like, kind of do it subtly. And, like, it's so you're not trying to, like, give someone, like, internal damage, but you're trying to... What you're trying to do is really hit their prostate in a very vigorous and aggressive way. And they so they have to be very warmed up. Maybe you've already fisted them. You started by fisting them. Or probably you started by finger-banging them, then sticking, you know, some different-sized dicks in them, and then fisting them. And then they're nice and, like, warmed up and, and ready. And then you can punch-fuck them. Maybe. I'm not saying you can. And, like, most people can't. So I wouldn't even, you know... I, I would. You're saying this is an advanced. It's very advanced. I would consider it's it's edge play in terms of like you know, and I would only do do something like this with the personal play partner that I know really well and that I trust and they trust me. Someone that you know, as you put it, their fuckhole very well. Yeah, you gotta you know, know them take. very well, and yeah. How so, do you work up to? So for those people who are curious to try it, let's try. Is it is it very similar when you're working with men or women, or as yeah. you say, vaginas versus assholes? It is. I mean, what's different is, I mean, all bodies are different. Sure. So men, women, uh, and as well as other genders, like, you know, they're, they're all different. Like every, every individual is different. But if you were, I, I, this is sort of a tutorial type of thing. I mean, are you asking about pussy or are you talking about for ass only? I'm asking for both. So there's got to be someone out there listening who either wants to be fisted. Mm-hmm. Wants to. <laughs> I guarantee you. Like, mm-hmm. I guarantee yeah. you, they're listening right now. Well, either wants to be fisted they or really wants to fist someone. Fisted. Right? Probably they more want to be fisted, but well, yeah, they might some, want to fist. There's, there's someone out. I guarantee you, there's okay. someone who's on on both the sides of the spectrum. I don't think you're lying. I think it's the truth. How how, how does someone when if they, you know, you don't just jump into fisting. No. That might be the title of this episode. Jump into <laughs> you fisting. Don't just okay. Start from the baby steps. What do you mean, like when you're training someone to take a fist? Right. Okay. Oh, it's very exciting, actually. I one of my like my, my my longest term DS partner that I had, um, who shall remain you know nameless, but I'm sure it's not a secret to a lot of people who know me. I took him from like one finger being like way too much. Like the first time I like stuck my fingers in him, it was overwhelming and it was like very intense. And so over a period of years, it was probably a couple years, it was at least a year, it was probably a couple years though, we went from like one finger and worked our way up to a fist. And and again, test retested this and he in the fisting was fine. Right. Like after a while. But this was somebody that I was with. Like I really think that you're in a good position for this because you're in a a, a relationship where you have the opportunity to get a lot of training on a consistent, regular basis. And that's what it takes. Like you can't just like get fucked, you know, even I think once a week, I think it has to be, you have to have something in your ass 
really frequently, like ideally every day. <laughs> and I'm not, no, you're laughing. You don't know that he's laughing because he's so silently I, doubling over. Like, ideally like, every day. You should have something in your ass ideally every day. But I'm, I'm actually, I'm, you ask me and I'm answering. Okay, sure. And, that, and I mean what I'm saying. I'm not just being like, if I had my druthers, like that's, that's something that's, that's dumb thing to say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you should have something. So here's how you would do it. Like you want to do it right. Here's what you do. You're in a relationship that you feel like you're going to be in for a long time and that you really trust that person. Cause it's not just physical, but it's very psychological, you know, and emotional. And so you want to have all those things aligned. You want to get, you know, finger banged or butt plug in your ass every day. It could be any time of day. I don't care. And, um, <laughs> you know, you just slowly work up to it. You got to be trained and you just have to relax and it's just a matter of time and it's different for each person. So, I mean, it's just very simple, actually. It's, it's just, you know, you have to continue. It's a, it's about consistency and like keeping working at it. And also, yeah, you have to be in the right headspace. You have to really want it. It's very exciting when it happens. I remember. So when I was training this person, um, and we went from like over a long period of time and then like I was, you know, fucking him regularly. And then like, I don't even think I really knew that I was going to fist him that day. And so, like, it just, you know, we were playing, whatever, having sex, and, like, I realized that it could happen in that moment, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to fist you. He's like, oh, my God, okay. And so I fisted him, and it was just, like, this huge, it was so pleasurable, like, for me, and I apparently for him as well. It was pretty obvious it was pleasurable for him. And, um, you know, and I got so excited. It was, like, this huge adrenaline rush, and it felt, it feels so good, like, like this, it's, like, very tight, and it's, like... Like it closed around and like you can really feel someone and, like when I fuck someone right now with dildos, I can't feel that on the dildo. Like obviously I can feel the pressure against my clip, but sure. like, you know, but when your fist is inside someone, you can feel all the way, like considering like your hand isn't numb or something or fall right. asleep. Which is, you know, that could happen too, I guess. <laughs> that would be weird. Like, if you had dead arm and you would a dead arm. <laughs> that would be really weird. <laughs> it feels really tingly for like me, too. Like, if you fell asleep like that and then you woke up and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> that will never happen. It could happen, sure. Could happen, but uh, not to me. So, that was very exciting. I remember I got out, like, we finished having sex or whatever, and I, like, texted all my, like, five favorite kinky people. I'm like, oh, my God, we just totally fisted. Ah, it was so fun. And, um, but that's the end result, but like, that's a side note. How much of it is, is mental on the receiver's part? What percentage of it? Because mostly I would say more than half, but, um, it depends on the person. Like, say you have a, a large framed person and a smaller person doing the fisting. It doesn't have to be as mental, obviously. So that's, it's going to be different for everyone, but I feel like to really enjoy it and to have it happen and everything yeah it's mostly mental uh, you know but obviously it's a nature versus nurture thing uh every now and again i'll go to the reddit subreddit pegging yeah everybody knows that you go to reddit sure everybody. you were wearing your reddit t-shirt last I night i was i was wearing Dork. <laughs> weirdo <laughs> yeah and uh it was not just pegging but in the bdsm and the r and the sex subreddits sure there's always where i was on the front page you were we'll get to that we'll get to that too we already talked to that last time i don't think i think did it make oh did that get cut out i think i think we lost that that was really exciting um and almost all there's almost always that people have questions about how can i you know appreciate anal this is from both men and women yeah or how do i do that someone always has these questions Mm -hmm. um 
But no one ever says, what's in it for the other person? The one who's fucking? Like, the one who's... What, what person? Yeah, the, the top? The, the person, the top. The person who is doing the fucking or the fisting or, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? What do you get out of it? Because this know. is something that you really, really enjoy. That's the subject. And of- it, oh, let me just be clear. It's not something that I do a lot because a lot of people can't tolerate it. And like I said, it has to be with somebody. I don't just go, I won't just go fall into anyone's ass. Like for me, it's something I want to enjoy. And therefore I choose, like, I know them really well, blah, blah, like I already said. So I just to be clear. But what is it? But yeah, I like it. What is it? What, is, what do you get out of it? What is it? Well, like you? I said a minute ago, like it's it's a huge rush. It's a huge power. Like physically, I can feel it, you know, and um, I can feel the other person reacting. I can feel their body changing. I can feel them like squeak, contracting and squeezing. And like when they come, it's really exciting because you can feel them coming. And um, so I can feel it. And then also it's it's a huge it's very it feels very powerful. Obviously, like you have your like fist inside someone and that you're watching them and they're like, Oh my God, like their eyes are going to bug out of their head and um, the silent scream phase. It's awesome. And then, um, you know, so the body chemicals, like all the, like the adrenaline and the oxytocin, all the things that you want, you know, it's very exciting. So it's just, it's sort of like any toppy experience, but it's intense. It's an intense experience. Well, I, I, I guess you... and it's a connection. It's a real connection. It's like literally <laughs> right. a very real connect, uh, intense connection. I, I've asked, saw this num- numerous times because, mm-hmm. and she, usually she's still in top space. Sure. When I ask her, it's oh. hard for her to, to, it's hard for her to articulate it, right? Right, right. Um, but she gets this, like, when she's, her, one of her big things is, like, if she can force orgasms, it's, like, yeah. she's, like, and she, but she'll get sure, this yeah. look on her face, like, oh, fuck you, oh, God. Yeah, it's you know, like, really she's hot, like, yeah. And she's in it's this. a huge turn on. But she's in a different top space than if she's caning me or she's doing something else sure. and really enjoy it. She still enjoys it when she's caning, obviously. Yeah. She, but there's a different, I don't know what it is. There's a different top space when we're doing pegging or something like that. I think it's more intimate. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, like, you know, caning can be very intimate. I don't know. And especially if someone starts bleeding, that's always very intimate. But I, yeah, everyone's different. Though. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's but a it's definitely related to top space. And right. it's, for me, it's, it's super intimate, very intense and it's almost very exciting. Like there's a, uh, there's a top space for inflicting pain, like a, a, a sadist top space. And then mm-hmm. there's a sexual top space type of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, there's probably all different kinds, and you know, also humiliation and degradation is is different too. Um, there's a top space knowing from, that someone you're in, like making someone feel like this deep shame or something, also, and which also might be involved in pegging or like I don't like to say pe- pegging is what fucking hipsters say. I'm sorry, we're talking about ass fucking. Um, pegging is cute, whatever. But um, so. <laughs> Are you a hipster? I, no, I'm. Listen, Dan Savage says pegging. Right. I, I can see your little <laughs> scruff on your face. You uh, fucking hipster. That's not. Oh, I sod maybe not shave for 14 days. Yeah, blame it on her. Oh my god, that was a nightmare. Um, my owner made me do this. The um. So ass fucking then ass fucking ass fucking and fisting like uh, for some people there's an element of shame and degradation or humiliation in that I don't see that but just because someone else might be feeling like pleasurably humiliated 
and I don't find it humiliating. Doesn't mean it's not humiliating for them. I might it might not be my intention, but they could feel it that way. That's also interesting. But that's kind of an aside, also. But um, yeah, there's different kinds of top space. I agree. But what what is the top space? Let's say just general humiliation. What is the top space you feel in that? I, I, obviously, it seems like the top space you feel when you're caning someone who's painting is that you're making someone do something they wouldn't. That's a big rush. and Well, it's not you're making someone do something they wouldn't. Well, right? well I mean, it's something that's contrary to what the, their body says, a, right? Their body says, like, fight or flight. and they're, they're, Not necessarily, you know? because people, it depends on the person, but people really into pain, um, they're a, a lot of times they're... Um, they're neurologically wired a little bit differently to f- experience pain differently. Like their, their nociceptors <laughs> receive substance P differently than like, you know, someone not into pain. <laughs> substance P. I wrote a, I wrote a, it's called substance P. I know, it just sounded, it sounded something that I know, Batman would try to have the joke. It's Joker. weird, right? But it's an actual, That's interesting. yeah. Substance P is the pain receptor? No, no, no. It's a um, it's a chemical in your body that your body releases when pain is involved. And, you know, they tell they, your brain, like, you know, tells your body what to experience. And so some people that are masochists, um, it's it works differently. Like, they're maybe wired a little differently. And, you know, it could be through habit. Um, it could be that they... Because, you know, the brain is plastic and you can teach it to do things. Believe it or not, you can teach it... You can change your brain by thinking about things differently or doing things differently. But anyway, I'm not saying all masochists are like that, but right, right. I'm just saying that, you know, you're wrong, basically. <laughs> to answer your question, no. Whatever you said back then was Whatever wrong. that was. <laughs> so we're talking about top space, though. And, and you, like, the top space... What is the top space? How can you describe the top space you feel like when you're inflicting pain, caning or something like that? I mean, it, again, it depends on the person. Right. And I guess when I think about that, I, I do tend to think about one person in particular because I have um, someone that I play with pretty regularly that I'm going to be seeing very soon, actually. I think next week. Or, it's on the calendar for the next week or so. Um, who I call him Pain Junkie. If you follow me on on Twitter.com <laughs> slash Mistress Alex NYC. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That made me laugh. I don't know why. Um, I talk about Pain Junkie sometimes because he's my, like, he's heaviest masochist and he also built my cage, which is right there. That's a very nice cage, yes. My cage. Um, He, so it's very, like, he he will take whatever I throw at him and he usually bleeds. He sometimes cries um, under the hood, but you can hear it and then you take the hood off and he's all like, it's cute. that's very intense. And, and a lot of times I'll administer discipline to someone and it doesn't get that. It's still exciting and it's fun and people feel it and they react and whatever. But that it's not as intense as when I play with him. I've known him for years. We've been playing for years. And he like basically almost every time bleeds and cries for me. And it, it's incredibly intimate and intense. So that top space is different. But it's fun because, like, I also, we trust each other to the level where I know that I can do whatever I want. And he might not like it the whole time. Um, and that's part of the fun, too. Like, when you put someone into the subspace and then you fucking yank them out of it, like, by hitting them with a different thing that you know they're going to hate for a second. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, it's it's like a fluctuation. Like, if you're always in the same headspace, then, like, you know, I think that might I don't know, whatever. But as far as what it does for me, I get, I, um, when I'm administering that kind of discipline, I think I physically start to fill up the room. I, I kind of get, I feel really big. Like, and I don't know if that's a function of, 
I don't know what that is. I guess it's a psychological thing. I'm sure it has to do with body chemistry also. Like it's a lot of, it's a big rush. Like I, you know, I get physically excited. Um, but I, I feel very big and powerful. And then I'm also touching him. Like I'm connecting with whatever implement, but I also really like to feel with my hands, the results, like the heat or the welts or like the change. And I like to get up in his face and hear the sobbing and the breathing. So it is a very intimate thing also. So, and the, it, but it is different than really fucking someone because when you're fucking someone or fisting someone, you know, you're penetrating your inside of them. That's just like, it's, it's like kind of like really, really nasty. It's like dirty, like in a, like a really kind of like, you know, they're being a real slut, like they're being a slut, you know, and maybe they're humiliated. Maybe they're not, maybe they're ashamed of themselves. Maybe they're just, they love being a, mostly they just love being a slut because they're just fucking sluts and bitches and they fucking whores and they bend over and they fucking take it and they love it and anyway so that's a little bit different that's a little bit di- why are you giggling like a little girl over there Look you went on this long because they're sluts and they fucking take it you just went into this whole long I'm explaining to you uh, no I understand is this what you're thinking while you're doing it yeah or probably what you're saying I usually I, I say that right 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 <laughs> so anyway yeah so it is different that does feel different you're right and but, you know, it also feels different every time you play with a different person. So it's not like you can say, this is always like this when I'm doing this, because you sure. can't. It depends on your connection with someone and how you feel that day and all sorts of stuff. How hydrated you are. So we have, we have uh, <laughs> the, uh, the dirty slut top space. <laughs> you have the pain. When my bitch is a dirty slut, obviously when your bitch I'm is a dirty, a dirty slut, slut, right? Slut, and then, how is uh, is there any difference between that and when you're doing the humiliation play? I don't do a lot of. It's funny because some people are humiliated by a lot of things that I just find really sexy, and and so it's kind of like in a lot of humiliation scenes I'm doing, I'm just having a lot of fun. I'm laughing, and I'm I'm feeling turned on, and I think it's really sexy, and they might feel humiliated by it. So it's kind of an interesting thing. It's not like I'm thinking in my mind, okay, how do I humiliate this person? Sometimes it's like that when I'm picking up on some something that they're reacting to and it's language and it's clearly like something, you know, yeah. humiliating. But um, that's sort of just fun, you know, fun play. Like, for example, sometimes people, sometimes people feel humiliated when they're in, like, say you're a masculine looking... Um, Man, and Sake uh, argument, if I was, I'm just saying, hy- a hypothetical man. You're saying Say it's okay. you, it could be you, I don't know, it could be anyone. Um, I, I guess you're masculine, you're pretty masculine looking. I guess <laughs> that's the biggest compliment anyone's ever you given. You are me. masculine, I guess you're looking. masculine. You're, no, I, I can tell because you know. You're definitely not a twink. So, like, say, for example, like, there's some people that are like that, that really, you know, they feel really dirty and kind of humiliated and, and you know, they get turned on by it, but they feel it's humiliating to put on, for example, panties and, like, you know, to be feminized, basically. I think it's really hot. Like, I love playing with gender. I think everybody knows that. And, you know, with myself and with other people, I just find it a huge turn on. I don't think it's humiliating to them at all. But to some of some people who do that, they find it humiliating, and that's what turns it's that aspect of it that turns them on, not the fact that they're being gender fluid or they're switching, you know, they're changing gender roles or it's a power. For me, it's like more about gender fucking and having it be like a change in uh, stereotypical gender roles and like power dynamics and stuff. 
I don't think that has anything to do with humiliation for me. Sometimes for other people it does. So that's like an example of that. When it is, is that like icing on the cake for you? If the the person, if if they're doing something that's hot for you, like Mm cross-dressing, and at the same time they're humiliated, is that like a bonus for you? Sure it is. If they're into, if that's what they're after. Right. I mean, it's not like I'm put off if they're humiliated. Like I, it's a different thing. And if they're turned on, then that's great. Like we're both having a great time and that's, that's the goal is for everyone to have a good time. Yeah. That's got to be sort of a tricky situation. How do, do you usually get, or do you ever get people who say, look, I enjoy feeling humiliated, but it's very hard for me to admit that I enjoy feeling humiliated. Like, for example, someone is like yeah. cross-dressing or something. Is that, is that something that really is difficult really for people? Hear, no, I never really hear that. When someone's into humiliation, they're usually, I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, well, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I, uh, humiliation is not, is very foreign to me. Here's the thing yeah. today. Somebody emailed me today, you know, requesting uh, an appointment and said, I really like, um, I don't think that this is giving away too much information about someone. I'm, oh, I'm really into spandex. And um, he's like, I love taking little bits of spandex and going to um, truck stops and diners and public restrooms and cleaning the place with the spandex. And then I would love it if you would force me to put it into my mouth. And, you know, and I mean, I'm assuming that that's all about humiliation, right? And he didn't mention the word humiliation or degradation, but clearly. And I I would actually didn't respond. I don't know that I'll respond to that. So wait, so this person works? I definitely would never do that. that I don't know where the person works. It's just they are looking for places they know are are like really dirty, probably, so that they can. And I think that's rooted in humiliation, extreme degradation. And I think that, and that is not safe play and that's nothing I would ever encourage or do. And I think that, and I was talking to Veronica about this actually and saying, and we were having this, a similar conversation. And um, I said to her, you know, what I would like to do with that person. And, you know, maybe I should suggest it now that I think about it, I'll email them and say, here's what I would do with you. I would um, have a role play for that and we could do it and it'll seem just like exactly only we won't be going. We'll be in my space because I'm not going to go to some place like that. <laughs> we'll be in my space and my space is clean and you can rub your spandex on my... I'm not laughing. I'm just... I've never said the that word se- before. That sentence is funny. It's in just, itself, yeah. it sounded, it felt funny coming out. Yeah. But it's you not a funny You can rub your spandex. It's, yeah. You right, can right, rub right. your spandex on my toilet. <laughs> and, um, and I'll, and I'll force it in your mouth and I'll feel good about that. And then we can talk about how it's disgusting and, and you're a filthy, disgusting piece of shit. You're so worthless that that's what, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Right. And not blah, you know, not whatever, but it's very, you know, yeah. specific, I'm sure at the time. And that would be humiliation, but that would be a healthy expression of that. And uh, well, you could also just into my head. ask a bunch of your friends to come over and, in one part, kind of reenact a truck stop. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so, like one. Per- I don't have those kind of friends. that would be realistic. Um, well, everyone would just we we would we would wear like overalls, and yeah. we would wear you know someone would walk around as flow. You know, okay. and like, uh, oh, yeah. hey, Mel, I need another floor with it. You know, that would be super fun, actually. And you could, you know, and then you could have uh, truck stop music in the Do background, like convoy fun? acting out truck stop scenarios. Truck stop scenarios, by the way, the new erotica book that I've just <laughs> truck stop I've scenarios. Just, uh, oh, there's published. so much that 
could happen. Right? <laughs> right. I don't even want to go into that. Well, that Let me tell you something right now, because I know that you have lots you want to say. Never shut up. Also, though, I had this thought before. We're talking about top space. And guess what? Guess what never happens after a scene? Aftercare for tops. You're right. In fact, you've mentioned Why is that? that because times. you mentioned before, nobody ever talks about what the top gets out of it. I mean, it might be obvious to a lot of people, but, um, you know, top gets a lot of physical pleasure and feels powerful and, like, all the things I described. But, yeah, people don't often talk about that. Obvious, um, also, people don't um, often... People never talk about aftercare for tops. Because people... And I don't really ever experience top drop, but that's a thing. And then also... Yeah. Tops need aftercare too. I agree. Well, so what is it you like after you're done? After you're done, I want a sandwich, bitch, and a beer. (laughs) Shut up. Hurry up. (laughs) I want a sandwich, bitch. And then I feel like I've been cared for. But no, that's that's totally acceptable. I think sandwich and a beer, that's. I mean. I'm just kidding. I don't necessarily want that. Sometimes I do. But no, it's just, you know. And, and I don't necessarily need any. I believe me, I don't need anything. <laughs> Everybody needs to kind of come down a little bit, and like I think that subs get a little self-absorbed. Is my point? I think and they, totally you know, right. and they need to be. And I love administering aftercare, you know, especially after an intense scene. You know, um, I like to you know, pat someone on the head a little bit, things like <laughs> things like that. Pat, pat, pat. Um, and that's great, but I feel like um, I just wanted to mention because I think that nobody even ever has that thought. Well, let's have this conversation. We just did. Well, let's get into more details. Like, what do you hear your friends uh, after a scene? What, what do you think? What have you heard? Obviously, everyone's different. I mean, yeah, it depends. Like, some people, it depends on who you're playing with, too. Probably some on people, the scene. it depends on the scene and who you're playing with and all these things. Like, sometimes maybe just a foot rub is really nice, you know, to go to a kind of an obvious place. Or, or just like, even just, I really like having a, a little chat, maybe having a drink or, you know, some water or like, or a glass of champagne, whatever, and having someone sit at my feet and then like, even just having some light banter or talk about the scene, like, you know, what we liked and like some, just kind of like revisit highlights or something, you know, just to wind down a little bit, but not necessarily. And that's often what you do anyway, but it's just, just so that everyone is aware that we're taking care of everyone and we're not just always focusing on the sub because there have actually been studies done. Um, I've read a paper and I wrote about it. I forget. uh, I don't know if it's on my blog or not, but I wrote in a paper about how um, in a scene, most often subs are really hyper-focused on themselves and what's happening to them. And tops are really focused on subs mm-hmm. and what's hap- what they're doing to the sub. And it's, you know, it's, it is symbi- symbiotic because, you know, when I'm doing something to someone, I want to see their reaction and I'm doing it to them on purpose. You know, yeah, so it's very hyper-focused on that. And I'm obviously getting what I'm getting from it, but they're not doing something to me. So you can see why it would be the case. You have to be careful with that so that, you know, you don't lose sight of the balance and, you know, what's important. What's really important is the fucking top. Yeah. The top in the scene is really most important always, <laughs> ever. Well, what do you... <laughs> so let's go through, like, let's say it's a caning scene, right? Yeah. How, how does one... Add, I mean, I... I know what works for me, but let's say if someone's if someone is being caned, you're caning someone. Yeah. How do they focus on you in a way that lets you know that they're not just internalizing everything? 
You know what I mean? In a caning scene, I mean, like during the scene, right. I don't, I don't know that there. I mean, that's you don't. It's not like you necessarily need need it at that moment in the caning scene. Sure. You know, I'm talking about you know afterwards, as long as there's appreciation and yeah. then there's some exchange, and it's not all about you know what happened to the person. It's about like how everyone enjoyed it, or just like it's a back and forth. But during a caning scene, like you know, this is happening. It's intense, and like everybody's getting whatever they're getting out of it. Uh, and that's not. I'm not saying that to be like I don't get no, no, what no. I want because I, I always, you know, I think when you're having a good scene, you have the chemistry and like you're like it's an exchange, you know, and all of that. I guess I'm more. I'm more so talking about out of the scene, you yeah. know, the way people think about things. What do you What do you hope for, or what, what like what's an ideal play partner for you when you're playing? If you said, oh, I'm going to do a fisting or I'm going to do a caning or I'm going to do a whipping or a flunk, whatever. What is it you really are hoping that the sub does during that time? I want like, them to cry. You want them to cry? And I know that's a big thing for you, right? But I don't it, need them reaction? to cry. Is it a reactionary thing? Yeah, I like them? reaction. I don't like it when people are really stoic. Yeah. Um, and if they are going to be stoic, then they should use, you know, they should communicate verbally to, you know, to make sure that you understand that they're, you know, that they're enjoying it or they're appreciative of it. Um, yeah, usually, and I played with a lot of stoic people and it's fine as long as they do that, but it's, if they're not doing that, it's not as exciting for me. So yeah, just somebody who is reactive and, um, um, not over, you know, and they don't have to be like ridiculously like, you know, melodramatic about it unless that's who they are. Right. Sincerity. Yeah. Don't, uh, I remember you talking about someone you played with who was clearly, this was years ago, um, you were playing with the person and you were just really pissed off because they were going, like you would tap them and they'd be like, whoa, you know, there was, they were clearly just trying to ham it up for uh, your, I don't remember for your benefit. Yeah. It was at a play party, I think. Uh, and you yeah. just were like, she's such a, she's such an actor. You, the girl you had whipped or something oh, or whatever. Okay, okay, she yeah. had just totally, it was in your mind, she had just gone way overboard and just trying to react yeah. Just for your benefit. Right. And you were really kind of upset about it. Not upset. You were just like, what a fucking fake or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same. And, and you know, I love performing. I mean, performing in the sense like, you know, being exhibitionist at a party, playing and having people watch, that's really fun. But still you want to feel like there's some kind of a real connection happening. It's not just a show. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to feel like someone's actually experiencing what what's happening so you said something uh last night that i've never heard of before but apparently it was your own creation <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about already oh yeah <laughs> yeah what, what was it what, what am i are you talking about the roman squirrel i'm talking about the roman squirrel <laughs> it's not my creation i mean it's not something i've ever seen or experienced it's just something i imagined one day <laughs> the Romans. I wrote a blog post about it, so probably everybody already knows about this because everybody on Earth <laughs> reads should. every ep reads every yeah blog post. Uh, the Roman squirrel. I, I'm sh listen. I subscribe to your blog, so I'm sure I read it. But there's some years ago. Well, then that's probably it was out of my mind for some reason. I maybe laughed it out of my brain. 
last night we're at a party and you refer to a Roman squirrel. Now, what, how did that come up? What was the context of that? Do you remember? Uh, we were talking about a friend. Oh, yeah. A friend who she he gave. Was given her, a blowjob. She was giving a blowjob in a bathroom, and you said, yeah. "Did did you get the or did you did you do the Roman squirrel?" <laughs> to which I was like, "What the fuck is a Ro- Roman squirrel?" <laughs> and uh, then you went on to explain what a Roman a Roman squirrel is. So I was in a bar a couple years ago. I've been in a bar since. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in a bar and um, I was at the Double Down in the East Village and it was empty and I was there with a very good friend of mine. I was there with Nikki and um, we were, her friend was bartending and there was porn on. Sometimes they play porn just for fun, like behind the bar, like in the TV screen. So there's this porn on and we're talking about all this porny stuff. There's a lot of dick sucking in porn all the time. So um, you're in the Double Down watching porn where there's a lot of oral sex. Yeah, and so it was funny because like the the bartender, you know, super like she was sexy and like but very vanilla and kind of like this heteronormative like bartender talking about some boyfriend whatever and tr- and like somebody ha- had an orgasm and like she was like, "Oh, I didn't come." I'm like, "He didn't ask permission?" And <laughs> she's like, <gasps> what <laughs> I'm like oh I'm just used to everyone always asking permission before they come and I forget that like that's not uh, you know anyway so that was like the context of this and there was so we were talking about this stuff and then we were watching this like dick sucking on the on the uh, porn on the TV above the bar and um, then we were talking about different kind of like things that are that people do that we probably maybe we would never like we wouldn't do I would never I'm not into Roman showers that's just a place I could never and wouldn't want to go and people who do that's fine I don't care but um, we were talking about these things and then I just had this like flash of brilliance I'm like oh my god you could combine these fetishes if you wanted to and like had this image of like the dick sucking I'm like here's what you could do like say you get someone to suck a guy's dick and you get him to like really throat fuck him, okay? To the point where he's really gagging. And then you get him to deep throat it and you shove the guy's balls into the other person's cheeks so they puff out like a squirrel. And then you keep fucking him so that he pukes on the cock. And that's a Roman squirrel. That's a Roman squirrel. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, doesn't? It's pure logic. It is. It's pure, purely logical. I've never seen that happen. I'm not saying I even want to see that happen. You wouldn't. But want it's to just see fun it? to think about. So, if like someone that. called you, emailed you after they heard this and said, "We made a homemade porn with the Roman squirrel just for Alex," you would be like, "No, thanks." I'm not really into seeing like the Roman part of that. But I, I probably would look at it just to be like, "Oh, that's nice." And let me look at this. Would you be and, interested in the squirrel you know, part? Yeah, I think so. I don't even know if that's possible. Like, it's got to be possible, right? Someone's, if you had, like, uh, someone with really big cheeks, probably, it seems, right? It seems like all of the conditions would have to be perfect. You know, like, all the planets would have to be just aligned. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's possible. it probably could happen, yeah. It's got to so. be. Someone's got to have a really big mouth, right? I don't know, yeah. Okay. Carly Simon could do it, probably. Oh. She's got a large mouth, right? Don't you, doesn't she? I don't want to envision Carly Simon giving somebody a Roman squirrel. <laughs> Unless it's um, who's that guy? <laughs> who's that guy? Jerry Lewis. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know that that guy. The one who sings "Gay Messiah." Lu- oh. Rufus Wainwright. Yes. Okay. I would like to see Carly Simon give Rufus Wainwright a Roman squirrel. Those. Let it be known. Those two people engaging in that activity is so highly unlikely. That would be fantastic. 
you maybe you could get Carly Simon to do it to Loudon Wainwright. No. While he sings Dead Skunk. No, I the will not negotiate not, the gonna... Roman squirrel. That is all I will accept. You, you could, could just do the squirrel. You part. could just do the squirrel, but yeah, you could do the squirrel. I'm surprised someone who invented the Roman squirrel, <laughs> <Do> the squirrel. <laughs> has, an, has no desire to try it. Sometimes fantasies should remain fantasies, and that's something that... What do you mean you'd guess? Obviously, there's things that you fantasize about that you would never actually want to do. Not everyone, but sometimes... What, what's on your list of things that you fantasize about that you never... I mean, come on, you're getting shy now. You just gave me the shy look. Ah, I can't, I've never... That's admit. not shy. It's just like, you know, that's a very personal question. Is there anything you can hint? Like, Does it involve like a John Deere tractor? I mean, what is... Like, for example, anytime I I really enjoy age play, and I enjoy incest play but those are fantasies and that's a role play and sure you like act stuff out but you don't actually want to do yeah. those kind of things this is a good right? Point. right so it's every a lot of people have things like that you know so some but sometimes there's fantasies that you wouldn't even do a role play because it would kind of like it would lose its the uh you know I guess it would lose its erotic power mm. it, out, once it goes outside of your head onto like a more you know because it's never going to match what's in your head yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's a, you can never replicate that. But sometimes, but I love, you know, you know, trying to do that sometimes. And sometimes it can be way better. But sometimes there's just things that you would never, yeah. What's your, and a Roman squirrel for me is one of those it's things. It's one of those things. It's just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> what is your age play scenario that you usually play out? I mean, what do you mean? Um, well, I don't know. Like, uh, oftentimes I'll combine age play and incest play. And, um, for example, I was in Florida... At the Fetish Factory weekend, so so much fun, and so I went. I brought you know this this um, this girl that I've been playing with, and she's in her middle twenties, like late early twenties. <laughs> late early twenties. <laughs> her her early middle twenties. <laughs> she's great. She's very you know she's a smart girl, and um, she's really fun to play with. So I, I play with her time and again, and um, also a good friend of mine was there. Um, Mike B was there, you know, and um, the three of us were in the in the um, the van or there's a shuttle that goes from the hotel to the store because we wanted to see what they had in the store in the fetish, you know, see. I was looking for shoes, but they didn't have anything I wanted. So we're sitting there and it was like she was sitting in between us and we're, you know, she's 20 something. Right. And we're. You know, I'm 42, and I don't know how old Mike is, so... Um, I don't... You're not 42. Sure I am. Okay. I don't lie about it. It's all over. I don't lie about I, my age. I'm, like, the only one in the scene that doesn't lie about it. That's amazing, because I you don't... look at my FetLife profile, it always says that. It doesn't say I'm 98 or something. It's right. like, you know... I know. I look great. Like, you don't need to say... I mean, you can say it. You now do. You is look the great. time you look when great. you would say it. You look great. Thanks. And I... I, I, I I guess I can't. And that's why I talk about it, because it doesn't matter, because I still look the way I look. But um, anyway, that's so you're on the, you're enough on the about show. me. Let's talk about me in a different <laughs> way. Um, so we're, we're sitting there. So we're like, you know, we maybe we could have given birth to her, Mike and I, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, because like... Mike would have carried. I would have had... Yeah, he would have had to carry the baby. <laughs> anyway, um, but like, if we had been like, you know... In Appalachia, like, yeah, we totally would have given birth to her. So um, she was sitting between us, and we're, like, going to the fetish store. And I looked at them, and I just had this, like, really hot, like, I just had this fantasy. And I looked at them, and they looked at me. Because <laughs> they're like, what? You know, what? So, so I'm like, that. And so they're like, I said, are you two thinking what I'm thinking right now? 
Probably not. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. What are you thinking? I said, I have a feeling that in a minute you're going to be thinking about about me and Daddy punishing the little baby girl for getting her socks dirty. And I like started like you know get, looking at her, and he was looking at her, and it was like super hot, like for whatever weird reason. And they're like, you're right, we are thinking about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it was like it was all kind of a huge turn on. I don't know. And so that's like incorporating like age play and incest play. Like, so she was, like, you know, our teenage daughter who went outside in her socks or something. And, like, we were going to have to, like, punish her in a way that seemed, you know, probably, who knows. I think that's one thing that a lot of people are jealous. One of your qualities that a lot of people are jealous about is you have the ability to sort of, without fear, throw out something <laughs> sexual or kinky that that is what you want and... You just have this ability to just throw this out. Whether you're at a, a party with a bunch of friends or you're out at a bar or whatever, you have this ability to just throw it out there, and people are like, "Yeah, okay." Because you, you you say it, and if anyone else said it, I'm going to say it to somebody I think that would react bad. Well, no. actually, maybe I would. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I wanted them to go away, <laughs> right? But this is what I'm saying: is like, and anyone else saying it, it would sound creepy. Anyone else saying it, but for some reason... Oh, do you remember what I said to you last night? Uh, you said a lot of things. What, what, what? No, I asked you for a favor. Do you what? remember what that was? No, what was it? Well, you suck then because you agreed to it and now you forgot a day later. Maybe maybe, I, maybe I've maybe i already done this favor. I so asked I you, like, I'm like, you know, someday when I do these things, it might start seeming creepy. We make sure to tell oh, yes. me. Yeah, okay, yes. Did you remember that? I remember that. I thought when you said... Because you're like, oh, of course. I thought when you said, when I asked you to do something, I thought there was something creepy sexual this that you asked. This is a pending thing. No, 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 no. No, 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 yeah, no, I'll tell you when it sounds creepy. But this is what amazes me, is that you have this ability... I got a few years left on you've the got quite a few. I think you've got quite a few. <laughs> but anyone else saying it, it would sound creepy and weird. But you have this way of doing it. I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? <laughs> well, sure I do, but I clearly I can't tell you what that is. Not everybody's going to start doing it. Like, start I need to keep this for the myself. The Alex maneuver. I need to keep this for myself. <laughs> but, Can I have one thing that I keep for myself? <laughs> one thing. But this is this is Jesus, a, you this people, is something that I think if more, if more people could do this, greedy people that uh, so many people would be so much more fulfilled. I think. No, you know what? It's just in like. I think it's in not being ashamed of what you're into and like feeling comfortable. Talking about sexual stuff, a lot of people just aren't comfortable saying stuff, or they're worried about the reaction they're going to get, and I don't worry about that. But I, and that's what's both on... Because there's think, nothing wrong with it. Like, why would there be anything wrong with saying any of that stuff? You don't have to like it, and the other person's have to want to do it, but, like, we're communi- it's about communicating stuff in a frank way, like, you know. Like Frank, talk like Frank. Well, that's my I, advice. And the, the thing is, is I think you also have a way of doing it. You have a way of presenting the scenario, whatever it is, in a way that even if you're just joking around, which I think sometimes you're half joking when you're even when you're joking, you're like half Clearly joking. Clearly, with the yeah Roman square. Right, sure. Right, right. I wasn't joking with this other scene. But right, it didn't happen unfortunately. But, not yet. But you have a way of not only just projecting what your desires are, but also projecting your enthusiasm for that. Thing. Well, it's, yeah, it's And real. in doing so, the other people pick up on that enthusiasm. I infect them with right. my enthusiasm. Right. I but, spray my enthusiasm all over them. But it's like you, a bukkake of enthusiasm, and then they, do, can, they get infected with it. Do you? Do you so, but, but I think that's ha- like 90% of it is your enthusiasm for, for the activity. Huh. Hmm. 
because I think what happens is like if you were to say someone, if you were if you were to say someone, hey, let's do a, a Roman squirrel, most people like if so if you had texted this to someone, they'd probably be like. Well, no. But if you're in, in the room with the person and you're explaining it, and if you're the excited Alex that everyone knows and loves, you're like, yeah, I totally do a wrong, you know. You have this way of getting people to... Do what I want them to do. Right, do what you want them to do. And we're just going along with like, oh, yeah, sure, totally. We could totally... Sure, and we could have an orgy right now. Sure, absolutely. Or whatever it is. Mm. Is this... Is this trial and error? You just stumbled upon the, the right way to do it? Or is this just your personality that does it? It's just, it's, I mean, you just answered that question. But I, I mean, I'm just saying, that's something that's really on I, I, This is something I should probably ask other people about you and they'd be able to give more. I think, yeah. I think you should <laughs> constantly talk to everyone about me all Keep the time. Talking, yeah. <laughs> do what you need to do. But there was something else you mentioned last night. Was there anything else about that you had thoughts of? Or, uh, here's the question. Have you ever suggested something? And yeah, sure, I'm sure you've suggested things that didn't happen. But ha- has anyone ever reacted negatively when you've suggested something? You've said like, hey, I totally want to stick my foot up your nose. Or- no. And you know why that doesn't happen? It's because I've had a discussion with them about our common interests. And so like doing something that I know that they're not interested in wouldn't turn me on and it wouldn't even enter my brain. And like the things that I would want to do to them are associated with the things I know that they like. And Mm -hmm. so there might be, yeah, there might be like, there's been times like there was times when I smacked somebody a little too hard and it kind of like, you know, stopped the scene for a second, but he had liked being smacked before. And I just smacked him a little too hard that time or he was feeling particularly bitchy and like whiny little puss <laughs> which one? I, I I don't know which was the case, but um, <laughs> so yeah, that. But no, I wouldn't ever think of like, oh, I really want to do this weird thing because, or a different thing outside of what would be. It just wouldn't occur to me because it wouldn't feel sexy in that moment, right? Yeah, so that wouldn't really happen. You said something last night. Uh, you mentioned uh, we not have- that everything goes off perfectly. Like sometimes there's things that are off, and you know. Sometimes I put a pair of panties on somebody and it just looks weird. Like, it's not flattering to them. Or it's like, yellow isn't their color or something. I don't know. So, you just say, okay, let's try red? Or yeah. What? Or you just rip them off or whatever. And then, then it becomes hot. How does anyone know what their color is of panties if they're... I tell them what their color is. No, okay. <laughs> there you go. It's pink. That's, so, I don't even know why I tried the yellow. It had pink um, lace around the edges. That's why. Do you have just a whole bunch of panties just laying around? Yeah. Are they your own panties that you... Some of them are my old panties, which is fun because they're ones that, like, um, someone gave me and I wore a couple times. They're too frilly or lacy, and, like, I don't really like those kind for me, but I love to see them, and so then I'll wear them to see if I like them, and then I usually don't like them, and so then I'll, like... Well, I might wash them, I might not, and then like I'll have someone else wear them, which is usually really fun because like they, I think people like knowing that I wore them, and and I like seeing something that was mine on somebody. It's kind of a more of a connection, but I also have other panties that I thought were cute or um, that I just wanted to see on people, and I so I keep them because, yeah. This is interesting. Do you have a lot of people just giving you panties? Sometimes. Not not all the time, but yeah, people give. Why would, is it why when wouldn't you, you give someone panties? Is it when I also have given other people panties. I think it's you know. Here, have some panties. No, like I'll go and it's like it's called giving people gifts. Like you know, I'll give someone a gift. Recently, recently it was someone's birthday a few weeks ago, like a couple a month or two ago, and I wanted to buy her panties. And then what I did was I bought two other people panties at the same time because I found ones that I really liked. So I just bought a bunch of people panties, and that <laughs> I did. That's interesting. Yeah, it was good. And some yeah. 
last time I think you were on, you talked about stuff that you always wanted to do, but never had done it. Are you at a point now where... I did. What did I want to do? I, uh, I can't remember. Huh. Um, not really. I don't know. I've been kind of interested in having a, a cuckolded slave, but that's kind of tricky <laughs> for me. <laughs> it doesn't really work out. Do you want to go into detail of why that's tricky for you? I mean... Again, with like the the penetration, you know, I, I don't I don't get I'm not like having a cuck like being a cuckold to someone requires like the top being fucked by an alpha. Usually, that's the classic cuckold situation where, say, you have a a woman who's topping their cuckold, and then she has a an alpha service her, you know, who usually is like very masculine person and will service her with. Like she'll get fucked, and the cuckold will know that they had no chance, and like you know, and that's part of the thrill. Um, I find that scenario really hot, except I'm not gonna have some alpha fuck me. So well, I'm surprised you haven't Alexed. That's a new new word. Verb. That's a new verb. You you haven't like created that and changed it into your own. Like, right. couldn't you do something similar where it's like okay. You, the, the the cuck is you're sure. playing and you're like fooling like I totally played with this other person sure yeah and I've thought about that yeah but usually people into that or like into this kind of traditional cuckolding scenario because that's what's getting them hot is because it's the degradation and humiliation that comes from like knowing that they will never they can't possibly please her in that way right um but I think that's really sexy I don't know I could probably work that out in some way at some point um, I found somebody that I'm going to start playing with who, get this, he's like this big like beefcake guy. He's six feet tall. He's muscular. He used to play football. He's very smart and charming. You make six feet tall sound like it's tall, <laughs> said the guy who's six two. But you know me, like, yeah, you're tall. You're very, yeah, you're... I'm beefcake. Yeah, well, okay. And, um... <laughs> But you know me, like, I'm, like, generally, historically, I'm, like, all about twinks. Like, if it's someone who is male-identified, like, I love, like, sissies and twinks and people that are short and, like, kind of petite and, like, smooth and things like that. So I generally don't go for people that are more masculine-looking, but I recently met this person, and he's, you know, he's a bottom, and he wants to experience, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he wants to experience a female-led relationship, and he wants to, he he seems very service-oriented, and he's very charming and polite and wants to take care of people and I think that he's like in a good place mentally and he loves being fucked like I popped his cherry and it was like it was really impressive I was really impressed and um how is it you don't have to get the graphic details but how is it very impressive um I think I know I think I know I can tell by your facial expression I think I know what you're talking about he took a lot uh, for somebody having like very little if any experience okay that's not what I thought you were going to say I don't want to get into like specifics. Well, what, what did you think I was? Gonna I say? thought you were going because you had this look on your face that looked very familiar, and that is when <laughs> the bottom is extraordinarily reactionary, like like really. Yeah, he was re- somewhat reactive. He wasn't actually that reactive. Yeah, okay, he was a little. But um, yeah. So it's that's interesting being interested in someone who is who's like really masculine, and so I'm just wondering what that's going to be like. So that's something new. But I have two other two other questions. Yeah. Someone tweeted. Uh, I had a Twitter question. It's Sunday. We are recording this on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which Mad Men character do you see in yourself? Who would you want to be instead? Okay, this I've tweeted about before. So obviously, whoever 
ask that question is not very <laughs> attentive to my Twitter feed. Right. A lot of people aren't. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> a lot of people in the universe just aren't 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 following. It's really weird. Um, I'm Don Draper, obviously. Well, uh, why is that? Is it because I don't identify with him, like you know, to a to a T. But um, you know, he's he he's the one who makes shit happen. He's you know he's the one who he has the biggest swagger out of uh, everyone. The other question, Saad would like you to describe your Dungeons & Dragons character. Oh. For those people who missed it, uh, Veronica, in, the, in what, two episodes ago, uh, she, she, she's the dungeon master of a Dungeons & Dragons game that we play. And it's not traditional Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, if you're a traditionalist, this is not the game for you. But we have a very sexualized version of Dungeons & Dragons. So and is it really sexualized? It just seems like that's how it happens. But well, it's because I think because you and Sod and Veronica are involved, it's just going to be it's going to be more <laughs> sexualized. But um, you have by far the most erotic character. Thank you. Sexually oriented character. I have been. Um, it, 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 what's funny is that like last night, Sod was describing her character covered in mucus and slime, and you're like, that's fucking. Hot. <laughs> That's well, I she, but it's just her. Like, it, she could say anything, and it <laughs> would sound hot. <laughs> and uh, and uh, any, anyway, so you listen to that Veronica episode. She'll give me more details. You ha- if you haven't listened to that, you're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. Uh, describe your character. So my character. So Veronica is amazing, and she's she's wonderful. And so she was very inspiring. She asked all of us to kind of have an idea of our character and come up with sort of a backstory so that she could really make it work, and she really does. And I've never done this before. I've never played this none game before. None of us before. have. None of us have. Have none of us? Except I, Veronica. Yeah, and so I was like, I'll try it because, you know, she made it sound like fun, and I'm like, you know, I can, I can you know, Make a fool out of myself. I don't mind, and but I but I don't. No, amazingly, no, no, it's really... nobody does. It's so much fun. And so I came up with this backstory that so my character is the offspring of so my mother was the Sixes from Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> right. or not the Sixes. My name is the Sixes, but my mother was Six, and um, so if I don't know, if, do you not know Battlestar Galactica, the new one? It's I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those people. Listening, right. it's six is the one. She's like this statuesque, really hot, fucking blonde Cylon who replicate. Like she, you know, she doesn't ever di- or like she replicates or like clones or is that right? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah, basically. And so she decided that she kind of wanted to create a version of herself that was more like mortal maybe sure. like uh, she wanted to take the edge off like she wanted to she was worried she was becoming jaded and so she wanted to like be able to experience life better and so what she did was she she raped an orc so an orc is <laughs> and i i learned about these these kinds of creatures cuz veronica had this book with things in it and yeah. i said what's like a big really muscly kind of monstery dude she's like an orc they're like these terrible like they're like these warriors and they're like huge they're super tall they're like 10 feet tall super muscly and kind of stupid i'm like that's perfect so like my mother six raped an orc because and the orc didn't know it was being raped so it wasn't it's not technically not rape but like she basically raped him um so that she can get pregnant because she wanted to have 
the sixes who would be like a like a a super strong tall but more mortal version and maybe like slightly less intelligent because you know she's like this intelligence is getting in the way it's just more trouble than it's worth so <laughs> it's just making things too complicated sure so you know so here i am my character still highly intelligent obviously but eight feet tall, very muscular, and I have, like, this weird thing happened where I have this morphing genitalia, so my genitalia can change however I want it to. Um, also, I have these um, skills or talents or, like, whatever, superpowers where... Superpowers. I can do lots of things, but one of the things that's really cool is I can jerk off and with, you know, with my penis... <laughs> And it's huge. And so I jerk off, and depending on how I roll the dice, <laughs> the dice, um, I come in someone's face, and they're forced to tell me the truth. And so, like, if I come really hard in their face, then they just give it all up. They, like, tell me everything. And this is really handy, like, if you get in a scrape or if, like, you need to get information for the game. And, like, right. you go and you come in someone's face. Um, the other thing that I can do that's great is I acquired this appliance I put on my dick... And it changes my ejaculate into this, like, very, like, lethal acid. And so I can also come on somebody in their face or wherever and potentially... Usually their face. Usually in their face. Let's not... Let's not... (laughs) Kid anyone. Um, Yeah, and I can, depending, again, on how strong and potent it is, like, I could kill them or I could maim them or something, yeah. So this is why one of the best... One of the best parts is is we'll be playing this game, and it's a role-playing game, and all of a sudden... (laughs) You'll hear, and everyone else is dead serious about this. Everyone's dead serious about it. And then later, like 10 minutes later, we're like, this just happened and we'll start laughing about it. <laughs> so we'll be in a, in a fight and Alex will say, like, do I want to hit this person with my axe? Or, I have a you know broadsword. Right. I, yeah, I have right. a broadsword. And then you'll say, you know what? I think I'm going to come in their face. <laughs> and running them, okay. Makes so perfect gonna, sense. Right, yeah, yeah. of course, because it's such a powerful weapon, right? And yeah. so... Veronica, okay, you're going to come in the... F- and we're like, yeah, yeah, definitely come in the... F- you know. And then you're like, all right. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah. And then Veronica will describe it in great detail. And, and then like 10 minutes later, we're like, we're just in a game where Alex continuously says, I think I'm going to come in the f- their face. It's my, best, it's my best trick. The thing that surprises me is that six hours, seven hours can go by like nothing. And this is like yeah. when Veronica first suggested this, we were all like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, let's right. give it a try." But it is—it is so much fun. It's really fun. Yeah. Oh crap! Let's talk about that briefly. What? So there was a picture of you with a submissive in in Central Park. No, it was in Dumbo. It was the Brooklyn Park, like the Brooklyn oh. Bridge Park or something, whatever that one under the park is. And it made it on Reddit. And this is a. A picture that was just it's of you in in yeah we did a photo shoot my friend took pictures of me and um i was in a latex cat suit and my the photo bottom was uh, shining my boots and um it was funny because i wanted to wear these boots and they needed to be shined and i was like oh we'll just do it in the shoot and that would be perfect and then we'll have something for the shoot it'll be like context and it'll be fun because we'll be in public and you can be shining my boots and so we did that and it was we forgot that it was a sunday because the photo assistant none of us had these the kind of jobs where we would know what day it was so right. we showed up and we're like oh fuck it's sunday it's really crowded because it was a gorgeous day anyway we did this shoot and it was successful and um someone stole the picture posted it like without permission on reddit and the wtf page yeah and it was on the front page for like a a long time we've got thousands and thousands of hits and there was this huge controversy about whether that was just ridiculous or whether it was even what the fuck or whether it was ridiculous or should that happen in public and so that was really interesting some people were 
questioning, uh, as saying that you had crossed a line by yeah. doing this in public, even though you're not doing anything explicit. Right. Um, but the fact is, you know, you're doing, first off, it's New York City. So, uh, you know, I think that's sort of sure. a given. But, um, but let's say if you were to go to Clear Pond, Iowa, and do the same thing. Right. Do you think it, it's because it's New York or because it's not directly sexual that it's fine to do it whatever. There was some there was a lot of people upset about this. I bit. mean, it was a I'm so glad that it was posted and we had that discussion cuz you could search for it. I forget what it would be. Um, we can put Reddit. the link. We'll find it and we'll put the yeah. link on this episode. Yeah, I might have even blogged about her. I definitely tweeted about her or something. Anyway, it had it was such a great discussion and there was a lot of dissent and there were most people were like that's so great. I don't see anything wrong with it. And going back and forth, and there was like maybe two or three people that were just like basically fundamentalist, like against anything yeah. like that. And they're like, that is very sexual, that's blatant, disrespectful, and you're, you know, um, you should never throw, you know, push your sexuality on it. I'm like, so was it the, like the tight, shiny black outfit? You don't like shiny fabric? Right. Uh, you don't like cleave it? Because I was completely covered. We were, we were, there was no nudity. He was wearing little hot pants but you know so his nipples were exposed but it's legal to be topless even for you know women even with people with breasts he didn't have breasts he was topless but he had he was perfectly covered up um i was wearing a cat suit i had cleavage there was nothing like it was suggestive but not any more suggestive than someone wearing a bikini next to us at the park because it was a beautiful day there were people sitting right next to us. This woman had her ha- head in a man's lap. I thought that was more suggestive than the boot blacking. He was shining my boots. Yeah. And people thought that was way more sexually suggestive than someone... Like, to me, it's the same as holding hands. I understand why it's, it's a, you know, much more salient for a lot of people, and it makes them think things, but that's on them, and they need to, you know... Be a little more open-minded. Where do you think the line is? Because you've done a lot of things, not just photo shoots. You've done a photo shoot on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You had a guy in a suit, uh, again, I think, shining your shoes or something. Licking my boots, yeah. There you go. I was sitting on him, like, on his back at one point. And you've also done stuff in the subway. Yeah. Uh, where do you think the line... I mean, do you think it's because you're not doing anything directly sexual? Yeah, I would never do anything... I would never um, do, like, any kind of punishment where it was, like... Um, corporal punishment in public. Um, Even if the maybe a face slap, right. because that is something a little bit more understood by the general public. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't translate anyway in photos. Like those kinds of things, like don't look good in photos. You can't capture that. Right. So that's that's not why I wouldn't do them. That's part of the reason why. But um, but I feel like that some people don't understand that. But fetish where people get what the deal is, and to me, it's about. A, portraying a power dynamic and Mm -hmm. it's about putting that in someone's face and yeah making them uncomfortable but showing them that like we're happy and there's nothing wrong with it and they really need to be more accommodating of other people's sexuality like we're not making out we're you know i have a leash on him uh, that i'm holding and to me that's like holding hands yeah um, we're wearing an outfit that you might think is ridiculous or dumb or, you know, too sexy. And, you know, I see a lot of people in ridiculous fucking outfits yeah. all the fucking time, way too often. Yeah. And so so get over it. Like, if you're having a problem with that, you need to ask yourself that question and, like, you know, be a little bit more 
um, less, a little less judgmental about other people, things you don't understand. You don't need to understand it. You need to tolerate it. Or you can close your eyes. You could turn around and go the other way. Do you get a lot of comments? What are the comments usually? And I wouldn't do this in a place that, like, I wouldn't be in a, in this Sampodunk town. Right. That wouldn't make me happy to be there. Right. And I certainly wouldn't be there in fetish wear unless there was, like, a really good reason for it. But, like, I wouldn't do that anyway. What, uh, what were the reactions for the people around you when you were... Nothing. A lot of people smiled and waved. Some people asked to take a picture with us, yeah. to be in the picture. And uh, people were watching, smiling. They were... Uh, like, everyone that, like, reacted to us... Most people didn't react at all. They yeah. were like, oh, you know, whatever. whatever. Those people again, or whatever. Yeah. They, like, they... They just didn't even look, and maybe they just looked away because they were uncomfortable and good. Then they so they looked away, day. so they right. did what they needed to do. Most people were smiling and were enjoying it. Um, just the fact that we were there, and it was unusual, and they liked it. And um, Was there any reaction on the subway or Wall Street? Anything that st- stands out? The subway, out? nobody fucking reacted. No, right. <laughs> there was zero reaction. Wall Street, yeah. Wall Street was amazing because... My favorite time of day is late afternoon, and I told the photographer, pick me up, you know, around 3, 3.30. We get down there, we're shooting at like 4, 4.30, which didn't occur to me that that's when Wall Street <laughs> lets out. Every single stockbroker and everyone working at Wall Street starts flooding the streets, and we were on the steps of the stock exchange yeah. shooting, and suddenly I turn around, and there's literally like 100 people with their little their cell phones taking photos of us and I was like it was so awesome yeah. like that I like I must have expanded like to 10 times my size I was like <laughs> yes you will all look upon me <laughs> it was it was wonderful yeah that was really cool there was one thing part of the discussion on reddit that I thought was really interesting too and I appreciated was somebody said well I wouldn't you know but there were children there um there's children in the park and my response to that again was Children, like the worst a child is going to think of me is that I'm a superhero. They see me in an outfit that's like uh, some something like some, you know, Catwoman or like some superhero is wearing. They're not going to think anything weird about it unless you put that in their head. It takes an adult to, yeah. It, it takes, takes the adult. adult to pollute a child's mind. And a child is not going to have that thought. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with sexuality. If you make a child afraid of it, that's something wrong. So like I had a very, like people should read that. I... I was, you know, I, I, I'm going to go back and read what I yeah, said was, again because I, I find myself to be fascinating. Well, but fun. also, again, if you want to just, just looking at it objectively, a bikini on a, on a beach shows more sure, skin than sure. what you were wearing. And it's very suggestive. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing, there is nothing, you were wearing nothing that didn't already exist. Yeah. You know, it's not like you were, it's, it's not like this is just out of the blue. Yeah. There's just, you can see this anywhere. And people could see this in a non-fetish mm-hmm. area. In this day and age, now you can people will go to clubs dressed that way. That has nothing to do with BDSM, right? right. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Well, we'll have the link to that on okay, the episode, sure. so people can take a look at. They can make their own comments as well. Sure, sure. Uh, I also want to thank you. You have been the source. Oh, other people too have done this as well. But you were you had so much influence on the Massacast by the the guests that you've introduced to me. Yeah. Whether it's Brant or... Oh, yeah. I mean, just there's a long list of people. Yeah. Huge list of people that well, you've said, oh, you should totally... Interview. And it's because, it's because of you. To, I, I meet so many interesting people that I feel like people should have the benefit. Yeah. And so I, I, yeah, I can't thank you. I like, in the last two years, I think like almost half... I mean, it's, it's not half, but it's <laughs> a close. It's a lot of people that uh, you've uh, cool. introduced to the show. So thank you again for doing that. My pleasure. And thank you for doing this. My pleasure. <laughs> 
Thank you, Alex. Again, all of her info. You can see the picture that people were wigging out about on Massacast.com and just click on her episode. If you were listening to this many, many years after this has been published, you can go ahead and just search for Alex on uh, Massacast.com. Thank you very much. And again, shoot me an email, Massacast at gmail.com or find me on FetLife under Massacast uh, for your European kink honeymoon suggestions. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Divorcee in New York City. Well, hell, I had to put up some kind of fight.